0: Hey, Welcome back to another episode of Ichabod's House. I am Andy and here with my um, beautiful sister, Jen. Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> every week I think I'm going to have something that sounds not quite so stupid. <laughs> hi, everybody. Hey. Hi. How
0: are you? up? Every week I think she's going to come in with a, hey, everybody, and match my energy level. Oh. And Every week you just... Hi. Have you,
1: have you not met me? Have you, I you know. not met me? Have I, I ever matched your energy level? <laughs> <can't>. Ever? No. <laughs> not going to happen. Keep
0: thinking that's what's going to happen. So I just, I, there, you know, it's all right. It's okay.
1: Well, your glasses half my full. Yes. Your glasses <laughs> half full. And I love that about you. I, I do have energy. It just doesn't bubble out of my face the way yours does. It comes out in different ways.
0: I was going to try to say something about the P- Doctor Pimple Popper and bubbling out, but we won't mm. go there. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I had to take a drink of Coke. I keep this is so weird now that we're on YouTube and I have to be really cognizant of that.
1: I know. I okay. do this weird thing with my lips that v- I'm just going to own it right now because viewers will give comments. Um, when I'm commenting or reading, I do this. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and um, it's your thinking face. It's my thinking face, and I am aware of it. I cannot, if I, if, I mean, I can control it. It's not like a twitch or a tick or anything like that, but I don't know that I do it. <laughs> So I'll watch video of myself and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that is horrible.
0: Didn't you bite your lip when you were on that news show, that Good Morning Omaha show or something? No, you
1: were- I, I did the whole and was ridiculed by the oh my God, you know, I don't mind being teased about stuff, but the doctor I worked with at the time was like borderline cruel. She was a total bully about it. It was horrible. I had to be on the news for our listeners. I had to be on the news once to plug this clinic that I was working for. And spoiler alert, I only worked there six months because this woman was, that I worked with was so toxic. And, uh,
0: yeah, that was a bad environment.
1: Uh, so I did not stay there, uh, long and, and, and here's something else. Um, I'm not, um, I don't do drama. So for those of you who think that I might be dramatic, okay, you'd be right. However, I'm also very professional that she didn't last at that job either. The corporation that had hired her fired her very shortly after I was there. So good. Yes. I think she she got her comeuppance she repossesses cars or something and breaks people's thumbs now or something bullies pe- she can bully people legally now so anyway I, I do this thing with my lips and you're all just going to have to do- deal with it because i'm an old woman and i am far too old to change my Lip smacking, whatever it is that I'm doing anyway.
0: I think you need to step away from the old woman persona and embrace what you told my children you were when we moved to Omaha and they saw your gray, your salt and pepper hair. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aunt Jen, are you old? You said, no, I'm a witch. I mean, it just came out of you like, no, it's sunny outside. No,
1: I'm a witch. And they were like, (gasps) that was hysterical. I think you need to embrace that side. I should. And I hope your children are scared of me because even this time when they were up visiting, we're out walking, Jonas says to me, so, hey, Aunt Jen, you're 60, right? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, you little fucker. I am. I'm 60. That's right. I was
0: walking with you then, right? And and you were like, listen, if you're ever talking to a woman about her age, you got to go down. Go as low as you possibly can.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually told him initially. I said, "I'm 65." No, I don't think you are. Um, I am. Yeah, I'm 65. Yeah. And then I told him he's crazy. Anyway, well, there you go. Okay, so
0: um, we are on season two, episode 21. Whoop, woo, whoop, whoop. The Doddleston messages part, Katra for those who speak français
1: part 4 Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's part 4 of the Doddleston messages. Woohoo! Welcome everybody. There there's some god. energy for you.
0: That was awful. Never do that again. Okay. Okay, so Google and beyond. I thought of something when I was editing last week's episode that we needed to look up for Google and beyond and I was going to text you and then I forgot about it and went on to something else. So, we have something, but I neglected to follow up on it. So it's forever in the ether. There's a little insight into
1: my sister's brain, everybody.
0: Yes, yes, that's that's how it goes. So I don't have anything that I remember of for Google and beyond. Do you?
1: I don't. No, I do not. <laughs>
0: She's moved to slow motion
1: Mm -hmm. now.
0: Okay, so Ichabod's Nose, what do you got?
1: I watched The Watcher on Shudder, and oh my goodness, five stars. Watch it. It's so good. What
0: is it about? Because I think that I said this for Ichabod's Nose one time, but I can't remember.
1: It's about – Man and a woman who uh, are from America and they move to Romania where he starts a new job and she's being watched by somebody across the courtyard of her apartment building. She sees him watching into her apartment all the time and no one believes her and there's a serial killer in Budapest at the time. So
0: I watched this too and it's so good. Mm -hmm. Yes. So good.
1: Oh my God. It's great.
0: Really, really good. Okay, so for me I have I have some more than 2. Okay. So first I need to say everybody needs to watch Bad Sisters. It's on Apple TV. Okay. Oh my god. It is so freaking good. It's about these five sisters who live in Ireland and four of the sisters are trying to kill the one sister's husband because he's an absolute dickhead douche abuser. It is it's a dramedy. It is so freaking funny. I mean, you'll be dying laughing in the first 3 minutes, but then it's also sad because you see these abusive moments, right? It was so good. Okay, Very and cool. then um I watched the documentary that you and I talked about, the documentary series of We Need to Talk About Cosby.
1: Oh. That was not as
0: hard a watch as the Michael Jackson leaving Neverland. That was a tough watch. This was not as hard because it wasn't about children. Totally hard. But Michael's was about children, which was absolutely horrendous. But this was bad, bad, bad. And I, it's so hard to get that wrapped around your head that America's dad was also this ruthless, cunning, maniacal, evil awful human being doing these things under the people's noses. They knew, they knew, mm-hmm. they knew they had to have known. So anyway, but very good documentary that is on prime Amazon prime.
1: Yes. yes.
0: And then I just have to say the season of Jamie Lee Curtis is coming up. <laughs> I think Halloween should just be the season of Jamie Lee Curtis, don't you?
1: Ag- agreed. Yes.
0: I just love her. And isn't the, the final movies coming out this month or this next month, right? When does it yes. come out?
1: I'm not sure when it comes out, but I will be seeing it in the theater for sure. Uh, our Halloween decorations are up. And oh, Adam, yeah. It
0: looks great. Your yard looks great.
1: And uh, we have had them up since August because that's how my husband and I roll. And there's horror movies streaming from Tubi and Amazon and Netflix constantly. Uh, it's just our kitchen. We have a, a kitchen, a television, small television that's on the counter in our kitchen. And uh, it is on at all times to a horror movie. Whatever we're doing, we walk in and out of the kitchen. Um, you know, it is just on constantly right now. Uh, we love this season.
0: Yeah, same for sure. So anyway – I just think it should be Halloween slash Jamie Lee Curtis season is what it should be. Okay. So that's all that I have. I'm done with that. Oh, and ask Ichabod, be sure to write in with any questions you have for Ichabod. He's always ready and willing to answer your questions. And then Jen has an update on the line planner.
1: We have one left. Uh, As soon as we get our winner for that, we'll announce the following week all our five winners. The four of you who have received your planner so far, you know who you are. And hopefully, we'll do another giveaway at some point in time. I don't know when that will be. Uh, I don't know if it'll be through a sponsor or if Andy and I'll just come up with something, but I'm sure we will do another giveaway because it's been so fun. The only other thing I'll say is uh, we are continuing to collect true accounts from our listeners. So please continue to send those in. And when we've got enough, we will do a show with your stories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're getting some good ones. So please keep those coming. Keep them coming. Okay. Let's jump in.
1: Let's do it. So obviously our source for this week's episode is the same. It is The Vertical Plane by Ken Webster. Uh, Last week, we met up with 2109, which is the mysterious collection of digits from the 22nd century who apparently orchestrated the entire portal for Ken and Deb and Lucas so that they might all communicate.
0: Okay. So we couldn't help but notice that 2109 misspelled a lot of words in their communication with the 20th and 16th centuries. And we also note that they promised Ken and Deb and Lucas would
1: change The world. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. So what is 2109? Is it a year? Is it a boy band? At this point, it could go either way. We're hoping to find out a little more today. Yeah, I assumed it was a year. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, It
0: could be, but I really want to know if they were truly capable of opening a portal between 1521 and 1986 using a word processor that required a floppy disk. Without any electricity? Mm And was 2109 communicating on the same model? And were they all from Radio Shack?
1: I know, right? So many questions. So last week, um, also, we're just doing a recap here. Lucas's life, we learned, was in danger serious danger so the group hatched a plan to notify the king about some treasonous communication which occurred between the maid of bristol and a certain horny bishop sadly this was to no avail they learned that lucas had been killed right which
0: was very anticlimactic i'm still very upset about that yeah So when we last left Ken, he was imploring 2109 to stop with the damn riddles and let them know what was happening. And let's not forget that the SPR was still coming around and trying to debunk the whole thing.
1: (laughs) I know. This whole thing is so... Uh, Okay. So it's like a soap opera. It totally reminds
0: me of General Hospital when they when Luke and and his entourage had to fight the guy who had the weather machine and they were trying to freeze the earth. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it was, it
0: was I believe it was General Hospital could have been all my children, one of them, and. It was this guy who had a weather machine. I think it was General Hospital. It was like Zanzibar. One, I don't know, one of those longtime enemies that Luke always had, you know. And he had this weather machine and he was going to freeze the earth. And that's what this feels like to me. But I digress. Oh
1: my God. I'm thinking of One Life to Live when Vicki Lord was suffering from a split personality and she had someone imprisoned in her basement, Her her alternate evil personality had someone in prison in her basement i can't right now remember who it was but i believe the actress who played vicky lord actually won a daytime emmy for her work as a woman with a split personality and so i'm I, I, that i just keep thinking this is like daytime drama i it it just can and it just keeps going it just and keeps it going really
0: does because victoria lord buchanan also had twins by different mm-hmm. fathers
1: mm-hmm. yeah i know it's crazy right <laughs> It's a lot of ovulating going on. A lot of of it. Yes. Okay. Good thing she had two vaginas because... (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. All right. So after Lucas was killed at court, the group received communication from the sheriff, Thomas Fowlhurst. This... Is interesting. Last week, we learned that no one in the 1500s liked to get, likes to give their real name. Yet we have the sheriff give his name. And interestingly, the group actually researched and discovered he was indeed sheriff at Nantwich during the time Lucas was alive. So I don't know what the whole, we're not good, it's not the fashion of our time to give you our real names. Uh, that whole Listen, thing is he's
0: just. He's law enforcement. It's integrity, Jen.
1: It must be he he's rocking the badge, got to give his real name and badge number i i don't I don't know anyway, so I think that's what it is Thomas foulhurst that's kind of a cool name it is kind of a cool name
0: mm-hmm Okay. And the poltergeist activity had continued. Furniture continued to be tipped onto its sides. Cans continued to be stacked. It was enough to irritate them all. And to make matters worse, Thomas tried to communicate with Deb through the computer whenever she was alone.
1: Speak, woman.
0: I cannot... Till my man returns, or till I have Peter's words. Debe, and I need to pluck my pelf. (laughs) Before I can
1: speak. Why this be? Have thou no tongue, pray?
0: I am but a humble girl who may cause you to be upset by my ill scriton Is that scriton? ill in words, for it is true to say that I have no tongue that is in words of your time,
1: Debbie. Me why is think she weird with she can't spell. So they would. So so what Andy's referring to is in the script. I had copied it in, in the old language that they were using to write back and forth. The fifteen forty-six twenty-one, whatever the hell this is. So they would try and make their words sound. Did you say forty
0: six twenty one? We haven't gotten there
1: yet. No, it's either fifteen twenty one or fifteen forty six. Whatever <laughs> <Okay>. it is, <laughs> you're way off. That Wait is, till we see who millennia. else from the future comes. I mean, damn. So they would they would try and alter their speaking to sound Middle English. So there's there's times when. Ken, in the book, will not translate to modern English what was said. And if we can kind of define it, it's kind of written and spoken in old English, if if we can understand it, the communication. If it's really uh, difficult and impossible for Ken to, you know, print or for the reader to understand, he translates it in modernish English. So, Deb and... Uh, Thomas Fowlhurst are communicating in her version of Old English here. And that's been printed in the book word for word. And that's a lot more than I ever wanted to say about this stupid communication. It just keeps going. It doesn't end. <sighs> Anyhow, okay. Falhurst continued. Wait. Yes. Yes. Methinks thou must speaks more, or me shall thinks ye to be a halfwit. Arg. Horror is your man, Ken, and the learned man, Peter, pray.
0: <laughs> My <I> man <laughs> is in... For some reason, I want to go into a southern accent. My man is in Scotland, and Peter is in Howardine,
1: methinks. What do thou knoweth of the Leams? How many days shall your nearer sloon? What? <laughs> What's
0: that? I don't even know what that was. I am not alone for too long. I have many friends who do visit me, and if I need my man, he shall come quickly. Why do you move so many things in this room? I cannot think what is to be gained by these silly tricks you play. It does makes my soul no, 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 no. It does makes my man a noise. We do not move your things about, do we? Tell me, how did you learn to use the leams with so much haste? I thought only Lucas knew, but if you are the same man, I shall understand, and not tell my man if you tell me who you really are. Your name and the date. Debbie.
1: Ye be rightly said, Thou hath no tongue in me words, me bids good day.
0: <laughs> oh, you're gonna do a jig there for a second. <laughs> have I said something wrong? What have you to hide? I shall think you are the same man as Lucas and John, if you please do to not answer. Debbie.
1: So when she asks him, just to clarify, she asked him to give his actual name and the date, and he's mm-hmm. like, Yep, you're right. You got no tongue. I'm out of here. Peace out, bitch. So Lots of kids in lots of mom's basements sending shit through time, I guess is what's going on here. The group remained suspicious of anything sent through the computer. But we need to point out that they weren't suspicious of the messages coming from 1521 or 1546 or whenever the fuck this was. They totally believed that that was happening. What they were suspicious of was who was sending them. Was this really the sheriff? Was it the anonymous John they'd been told not to trust? Was it Lucas? Was Lucas alive and so suspicious of everything that was happening that he was pretending to be dead to test them? They didn't know.
0: My goodness sakes. Well, the SPR didn't really care about all that stuff. They just wanted to know if a portal through the computer was possible and whether or not these people were full of shit for reals. For reals. On June 3rd, they were back, taping doors and windows in such a way that anyone trying to get in or out would surely break the seal and expose
1: themselves for the hooligans they were. <laughs> John Bucknell and Dave Lavelle walked with Ken and Deb and Peter down the road to the pub to have a few drinks while the house remained sealed. So they sealed it all up, seals on the doors, and and all of them together went down the road so that the SPR investigators could keep an eye on Devin Kent the expectation was that a message would appear on the computer while everyone was out
0: after 3 hours they all returned well no message And it was days before they heard from the sheriff again. When they did, this is what they got. You want Lucas's name? I hid it when he left it. You may have it if you dismiss the sour-tempered fool with the beard.
1: And just like that, the sheriff went from a pirate to a cowboy. I was trying to
0: remember. I couldn't remember. (laughs)
1: The sour tempered fool that he spoke of was Dave Welch from the SPR, whose cynicism was probably not appreciated by the folks in 1521 or 1546 or whenever the hell this is taking place.
0: It's 1546 for the record, and we aren't entirely sure why everyone is so obsessed with finding Lucas's real name. Shouldn't they be more interested in how this is happening in the first place for reals and maybe why their furniture keeps getting tossed around? And let's not forget about the cat food tins. Agreed. Mm -hmm. That's just some crazy shit right there. And now would be a good time to legit or bullshit. So what do we think about the SPR's methods? What do we think about no message showing up when they are all down at the pub? Is Lucas really dead? And is Fowlhurst really trying to get them to dig deeper to find out his real name?
1: What do you think? I think the last week when we were doing the episode – no, two weeks ago, I think, when Deb's mom and brother were there. Right. Um, and they sat in the parlor for a little bit and then went back – to the kitchen and Deb ran right past the computer back to the bathroom to use the bathroom. And then when she came out, the mom's like, so when she came out, the computer made a beep and there were words there, but I didn't read what they said. That all makes still, I'm still very suspicious about that. Okay. And that occurred while Deb was in the house. Then mm-hmm. we also have Deb making a lot of comments on dreams she's had and things like that her interaction with Lucas, none of that, none of that is verifiable, right? Right. And so now the SPR comes, seals up all the entrances to the house. They go down to the pub and I think their methods are sound. I don't think that, uh, I I think that if, if someone wanted to communicate on the computer from the year 1546, they would do so and it would show up. However,
0: just to play devil's advocate here. Sometimes places are haunted and then you have people come in with equipment who can actually record the hauntings and the hauntings, the the ghosts don't show up or the entities don't show up. They get camera shy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So just because it didn't happen in that time frame, that span of a few hours,
1: doesn't mean it didn't happen. So it's kind of like, when I had to pee really bad in high school, my bladder was full. There was actually urine in there, but it wouldn't come out if there was someone in the stall next to me who could listen.
0: You have this, this, this excavating. Is that right?
1: Ex- it's called shy bladder, Andy. It's a condition. It's real. You also have a shy pooper. How do you even, how do you, how do your, how does your body even function? I remember going to college and thinking, Okay. Gonna <laughs> I'm not going to poop for the next four years. That is not going to happen. That is not happening. I'm going to have to schedule classes completely around my poop schedule because there is no way I am pooping in these bathrooms where anybody could walk in at any time. And see your shoes. And yeah, and identify that Jen has a bowel and it works. <sighs> She's a badge We hit her.
0: Oh my God, that's so funny.
1: Um, okay. So. What are your thoughts? Do you think Lucas is really dead? Do you think Lucas is really dead?
0: I think one of my children or animals is going to die if something works again. <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen. Are
1: yeah. any of your children named um, Lucas? No,
0: I have one named Logan, mm. and he's the one I keep hearing saying "shh," but I don't know where he is, and he's so little. I don't know if he's trying to get food out of the kitchen quietly. <sighs> he could sneak up on me at any moment. I wouldn't know he was here, and yeah, I keep telling him to take the dogs with him. I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't. I thought that Lucas was dead. I didn't know that there was a a, a reason to doubt that, but. I'm a pretty naive person and kind of just believe whatever it tells me, you know. So
1: um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So let's let's explore that for a minute, okay? <laughs> so first of all, we're supposed to believe that, okay, I'm going to sit down and engage in this conversation that's allegedly happening from 1546. And then I, so I have to believe that. Then I have to believe your name is Lucas. Then I have to believe that you probably didn't give me your real name. Then I have to believe I'm talking to a sheriff from 1546. Then I have to believe that Thomas Fowlhurst is your real name, even though I was just told that nobody uses their real name because it's not fashionable. Then I'm told that Lucas is dead, but now I'm told he may not be dead. So I, I don't know if I guess if I'm typing on a computer with someone who says they're from 1546. I'm like you. I'm gonna believe whatever the fuck you tell me to believe,
0: right? Because oh, why not? <laughs>
1: I'm up <all> there. <laughs> There's. I'm typing. Yeah, you're either all in on this or you're all out. I'm, I'm agreed. I'm just really having a hard time with this. What I'm really having a hard time with is not just the fact that we're communicating in 1986 with a group from the 1500s. It's that there's so much goddamn drama. Um, And, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, and when, when, um, wasn't it Lucas that made Deb made a woman in his time stare and try to look at death Yes, when she came through the fireplace. It reminded me of the scene in Steel Magnolias when <laughs> Olympia Dukakis is telling Sally Field to hit Weeza. Uh-huh. You know, remember? That? <laughs> hit
1: her! Hit her. <laughs> yes. It's all very dramatic. It is very dramatic. For sure. And I, I, I do have a side note on that woman, Catherine, was his maid, and they were kind of a thing. She ended up leaving him Um. And in the course of people apparently being able to see this glowing light that was in his kitchen and her reporting it, she was actually um he said she was burned um at the stake. Is
0: that verifiable? That is not
1: legal document I don't think or? that's verifiable. I think it's i think it's a riveting storyline for one life to live and um oh for sure general hospital, but I didn't put it in the script. I'm just giving it as a sideline because there's a lot of this that I'm just like, okay, all right. So anyway, so are you legitting or bullshitting? What are you, where where are you at? Are you still, are you all in? I feel like I'm bullshitting because I think the whole thing
0: with the the SPR getting involved And and I and I so I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because on the one hand I can see where something you can't make paranormal things happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless a Ouija board is involved, which clearly I can't do. So you can't make things happen in your time frame; it happens in whatever their time frame is, right? So I get that, but I also think that the SPR is probably very good at what they do, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if they didn't find anything. I think I'm leaning more towards that
1: we're just a couple of girls sitting in front of a couple of computer monitors trying to hash this all out we are and we don't know where we stand yet
0: yeah because if it's real I don't want to say you know I think that's rather rude to say no this didn't happen but then I feel like it didn't happen but well, I think, but I think they are really good at their hoax.
1: Listen, sir, I want to say thank you for buying me a drink at this bar. Um, I want to tell you I'm not interested in you sexually, but then I feel bad for telling you I'm not interested in you sexually, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not interested in you sexually, so that's where I stand. That's kind of where, where things are. That's where things are.
0: But if you'd like to buy me another drink, but I'll take as I'm many, many drinks that. as you want to give
1: me. So I just want to say, my name's Andy, and that's where I stand.
0: <laughs> well, that's where I stand. Well, I don't want to
1: be rude. I feel like I should be.
0: I'm sure that that actual
1: scenario has actually happened. I'm sure me. it has. I, I feel like I should be interested in you sexually because you bought me this drink. And I know that there's a subtle expectation that I'm going to drop my drawers for you, but I feel like I don't want to, but I feel bad. But yes, I'll take another I'll take another drink. Thank you. Um, have
0: some Medea. Medea. Can I have a Zima
1: with grenadine, please? Because that's my favorite oh, drink ever.
0: That was my favorite college I drink. Know. It was so good. Screw those Jolly Ranchers. You just pour the grenadine right on mm-hmm. in there. So freaking good. And you can't get Zima anymore. No. Maybe if I order it on Amazon.
1: All right. So
0: good. So we're going to. Okay, but we digress. We do
1: digress a lot. Um, I'm so tired of this series. Okay. Well, they, the group did hear again from Foulhurst, who said that a man named Grosvenor was ready to buy Lucas's farm. What's interesting about this is that the cottage in 1986 had indeed been part of the Grosvenor estate at one time, which means that whoever Grosvenor was, he really did acquire it at some point. In time. In time.
0: But they also received a message from the elusive John who was not to be trusted according to earlier messages. You can never trust a John. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) Never trust a John.
0: For crying out loud. Don't ask for Lucas's name as Fowlhurst will have him killed. He is kept alive so that the leams still shine. What is,
1: what is, I'm very confused. What the hell is a leams? That's what they call the computer. This group back then refers to the computer as leams.
0: Okay, because I thought it was a computer, and then it was a box of lights. And now it's Leams. And now it's a Leams. Okay. I know this because I have heard him sing. There are a few that sing in Latin in prison. Don't repeat these words to anyone, or I shall be in great
1: trouble. Hey, Lucas is alive, but don't tell anybody I told you. I heard him sing hymns in Latin in prison. He was singing in the shower. He dropped the soap, things got a little hot and heavy. It's this classic Lucas. He's singing, singing, oh, he sweet shower. mystery of life, at last I found you. Only it was in Latin. Don't tell anybody I told you. And it was right when he dropped the soap. It was so right. Probably a few seconds after. It was. It
0: was- he was in there with Marty. <laughs> you know, Marty from Cell Block A? It was in there, and they were having a good time.
1: They were. He
0: liked listening to Lucas's sound. And if
1: you've ever seen Marty naked, you know what I'm talking about. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm just saying, but don't tell anybody I told you this. So
0: we have to ask ourselves, what is the purpose of these messages? Hold on a second.
1: And um, I, it's my turn to read, so I don't know what the hell you're doing.
0: Well, you said don't tell anyone don't I told you. Don't
1: tell anybody I told you this. Okay, go ahead, Andy. It's your turn. <laughs> you already said that. I said it. Don't tell nobody I told you.
0: The witch is 65. That's all I'm saying. The witch saying. is 65. The witch is 65. So we have to ask ourselves what is the purpose of these messages? Is there some goal here? And how did it turn into gay prison porn? We don't know. <laughs> is there some point to all of this or is it just some random gossip? transpiring through
1: time gay prison porn is the best kind of porn that's all i'm saying it's the the angriest porn so if lucas was truly
0: angriest porn set
1: (laughs) set to church hymns set to latin hymns it is it's the angriest Latin latin hymn soundtrack ridden porn i I know it is. So if Lucas was truly alive and singing Latin songs in prison. (laughs) I I I'm not no, I'm not going there. Then how could they get him back? So it was a close friend named Monica Rowlands Price of the group. Because apparently they didn't heed the don't tell anybody I told you. And they told a bunch of people that were just meeting for the first time, one of whom is Monica. Um, I lost my place.
0: Roland's Price.
1: Monica Roland's Price. She gets her nails done every Tuesday down at one nail. She does. You know, Monica. She said, Hey, why don't you tell Falhurst? He'll be condemned to hell. If he continues to lie about this stuff. And as we all know, women with hyphenated last names know what they're talking about. Hand to God. Hand to God.
0: They know what they're talking about. All right. So Ken wrote this. I'm sure you hope you can die without a corrupt soul. Do you mean Lucas? And is he not dead? We were told that he had died. We would be happy to know that he lives. You are not of noble birth, for we know that in our time, nobility is forgiving and understanding. Do you understand that Lucas is a good man and shouldn't die? We aren't devils, but we do have power. Lucas must not die, but must be set free to return to his house and to Catherine. When that happens, we will speak with you as friends right now. We are afraid for your soul. If Lucas dies by your hand, do you not understand this?
1: Well, Foulhurst suddenly decided that Lucas was indeed alive and that he needed to come. Oh, um, he needed to come clean. Most noble Peter, first I must know who told you about Lucas, because I'm gonna smack the math. If you swear not to use your power, I will bring Lucas tomorrow. I beg your forgiveness. I meant no harm to him. I will do this for you are my friends. Thomas. Okay, so Ken wrote, but then
0: Fowlhurst is addressing Peter when he writes back.
1: Right. Yes.
0: And then Ken writes back, you have our word that no one shall fell our power as long as Lucas is returned to his house. Then our friendship will have no bounds. We await his words and we know them well. So don't try to deceive us,
1: Ken and Deb. And the next day, again, despite it being a two-day journey to London. (laughs) (laughs) Or wherever the hell they were keeping him, Nantwich. Lucas was back, writing to them and reassuring them he was fine, but he had problems. Sadly, while he was in prison, his landlord sold the land and the cottage to Grosvenor. The house would be taken over in two months' time, which would likely put an end to all this dramatic communication across centuries.
0: But let's not forget that the SPR was still coming around periodically to investigate. They were utterly unimpressed with the messages coming from the 1500s and just wanted to prove or disprove the happenings with the computer. And they weren't having any luck witnessing communication from Lucas.
1: And so Ken and Deb reached out to Lucas and said, hey, it'd be really freaking cool if Just one time, you'd leave a message so that these guys could actually see it. Lucas said he'd do that, but he wasn't sure it was a good idea. Like, what if the government got a hold of the time-traveling computer portal? What then? But the group soothed him, and he promised he would do his best to leave a message while the SPR was in the cottage. Because somehow, he was always aware of who was around and who wasn't. Miraculously. He's
0: all nervous. Oh, He's like the eye of Sauron. He is
1: like the eye of Sauron.
0: So the group again let the SPR come around, and this time there was actually a message. Get out. I know, right? Get out. I know. They requested it and it happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My goodness sakes. But John Bucknall was not impressed with it. Is this the John we don't trust?
1: No, John Bucknall is SPR. The John we don't trust is some John from the 1500s. I can't keep all the names straight, Ken. It's a very bad job of outlining it. No, for
0: sure. It's difficult. Okay. The words occurred 35 pages down on the file they had left open. Well, Mm -hmm. we are not privy to what it said, but it wasn't enough to keep the SPR in the cottage for the night. Shortly after they left, they said (gasps) deuces.
1: Thor is in your house. Yes. That's Thor. He's right there. Yeah, he is. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to go upstairs and drop the show, the soap in the shower, and sing in Latin in a little bit (laughs) when I'm done here. So we need to wrap this up soon. Please don't record. Oh, I won't. I won't. Okay. So this message occurs way down, and we don't even know what it says. Lucas was pissed. Um, He said whatever this message was, it wasn't his, and it wasn't at all what he intended to write. Something was afoot. So he decided to confront 2109. He wrote this to them. Please tell me why you move my words, 2109, you assholes, for I want to communicate with my friend John. John. Let me at least exchange greetings with this man.
0: Yeah, and 2109's response was lame. Lucas, you cannot possibly understand why we are not to speak with such men. Numbers are not to your advantage, I think. 2109. <laughs> Dave Welch, perhaps. Numbers aren't to my advantage either, Jim. I'm just going to say. <laughs> what the hell does that even I mean? really...
1: Yeah, I didn't see any numbers in his message, Um, so anyway, (laughs) except for 2109. Anyway, okay, so Dave Welch, perhaps because of his beard, perhaps just by the state of being grouchy by nature, wanted to talk to 2109. He made this very clear in his communications. As one of the investigators for the SPR, Dave was determined to get answers one way or another, and he was beginning to feel that his time was being wasted. But on July 25th, 1986, he got this message. And the misspellings in this are actual copied from, um, because apparently these assholes in the future didn't know how to spell or use grammar or anything. So these messages are exactly as they were written by 2109, Andy. Take it away. Okay,
0: so Dave got this message. So is David the person talking?
1: No, David is, this is addressed to David, as in, David, more answers than you have questions. David,
0: more answers than you have questions. But what are the right questions? A man are not asked questions if he is unlikely to understand the answers. Yes, you are correct. To say that one will not learn without questions, but there is a time to understand and a time to walk blindly. A man with hunger will eat bad fruit and surely die. Was it the fruit that killed this man?
1: Was it the knowledge that the fruit was there for the taking? It's very deep, Jen. Do not waste further time by asking if the tree that bears no knowledge at all then to have a distorted view of the truth because of your lack of understanding. We, 2109, are not without compassion, but if you continue to disrupt our experiments, then it is likely you will find your destiny. We shall, however, allow one more communication with you so that you may ask your profound questions we shall answer as you wish if in terms of physics then it shall be so but remember that our limits are set by your own abilities and not our
0: there is no one after the man you call lucas we cannot spell <laughs> We live in our mom's basement. The chance factor will not reoccur again in a time span your kind can relate to, you little (laughs) beetles. It's how I feel like they're addressing them, right?
1: Right. So whatever, 2109. Time passed. On August 18th, Deb had about had it with the poltergeist activity. She'd already taken a couple of road trips to get away from things and had returned to the same old bullshit things randomly moving around.
0: I don't know. If I was Deb, I'd be like, that's kind of cool. I can travel through time and through fireplace. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Whatevs, Deb. Ken decided to send a message asking Lucas if things moved around his house the same way they moved around for Ken and Deb. And remember, Lucas's time in the cottage was running out. The land and house had been sold. It was important for whatever reason, that the group solve whatever problem they were having, which is in this
1: case, which is in this case, multifaceted. Exactly. First of all, the SPR didn't believe this was happening, and that was somewhat of an issue for the gang. Second, cat food stacking was funny once or twice, but when ongoing, it just annoyed people. And let's not forget that while all this commute. (laughs) And let's not forget that while all this computer communication was going on, the stove was getting tipped over on a regular basis and furniture was being tossed about.
0: Thirdly, the group had established a friendship with Lucas and cared about keeping in touch. They'd likely lose that link when he moved out. And lastly, or
1: lastly... (laughs)
0: What the fuck with 2109? No one liked these guys, and it was becoming apparent that they were responsible for setting up the portal in the first
1: place. So, what was the point? Well, prior to one of Deb's trips, she let Lucas know she was heading out of town. His reaction made, pray, do not go. And when she got back, oh, wait, his reaction made, pray. Do not go. And when she got back, he scolded her, said she risked finding out something that could not be unclasped. She didn't find anything out, so Lucas was relieved, but he was losing power with the leams, as was indicated by this message. Little power.
0: (sighs) (laughs) A half hour after that message, he sent this. Twenty-one zero. And then nothing. It's really like he's scrawling his last words in blood mm-hmm. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Two one zero. <laughs> so one can understand but that by the eighteenth of August, everyone was getting annoyed. So yes, the cat tin stacking was a problem. Especially because as of yet, we haven't heard about any fucking cat. Mm-mm. Yes, the furniture tipping was an issue, but Lucas, as it turned out, was experiencing the same thing.
1: Yeah, he was having poltergeist activity too. And right after this revelation occurred, Ken's message was deleted from the computer, the one asking about the activity, supposedly by 2109. So WTF was happening. Well, Lucas decided to clandestinely send this message. My considered opinion is that we communicate. I'm going to whisper while I write this because I don't want 2109 to hear me. My considered opinion is that we communicate privately when our disagreeable friends are not
0: in our company. And I think I know how to remedy our troubles. So I will write tonight. And there it is. Lucas was finally going full Velma on the Scooby-Doo mystery afoot. And if Lucas was Velma, then Deb was Daphne, and she set out a piece of paper and some charcoal so that Lucas could write a paper note. Why not just bring the chalk that they had in the beginning, right? Which begs the question, if Lucas could communicate with them by paper and charcoal, then why the hell was he using the computer in the first place? For sure.
1: Exactly. But as you have often said, Andy, ours is not to question why. Ours is but to do or die. And so Mm -hmm. we're just going to continue to report these things as they have been reported to us. What does one do in this particular situation? Make
0: toast, of course. And that's just what Deb did. And this showed up on the computer. Please do what I ask. Put the goddamn computer where my words
1: are. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when they discovered that a single word had been written on the paper. Take. This was followed by more instructions. They were to move the computer to a different location in the kitchen, to a place where apparently 2109 wouldn't be able to trace or see their words. (laughs) And when they were all set, Lucas said this. You give me time to make all safe. I think that you may know all now. Also, my real name, Love Lucas.
0: I missed something. (laughs) <laughs> Let's legit our bullshit here. Is this all really happening? Is the computer's new location truly impervious to the observations of 2109? If so, why and how? Is this just some weird game of Simon Says? What is happening? And are we seriously at last going to find out Lucas's real name? Yeah, because he said you already know
1: it. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. It's We're slowly being spoon fed this. But it seems so surreal. So now they have to move the computer, right? They have to physically move it. And also, in, and I didn't put this in the book, it's like the computer needed to be eight hands high. Um, it needed to be this, by this specific pillar in the kitchen, two paces out from where it was, one pace over, and then eight hands high. And they were to use Deb's hands to measure because hers were smaller than Ken's. They didn't want it to be too high. So,
0: okay, interesting. Yes.
1: So I I don't hope there was a table
0: there or something for the computer to set on, or they're supposed to be suspended in midair.
1: They had to come up with something that was the right height. They finagled some, I don't know, cardboard box and a pineapple crate or something. I don't (laughs) know.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right, fabulous. Yes. Bambulance. So, um, I don't know. We can, um, uh, I, I, I don't know how it would be impervious to twenty one hundred nine. I don't know how location in the cottage is the portal somewhere else. Then, and if the if twenty one hundred nine can't see it, how is it that Ken and Deb and Lucas can see it? And if Lucas could get, communicate through paper the whole time, why hasn't he been doing that? It's kind of like how did the how did they put a photograph somewhere and it went back through time. Remember he can put the picture of his car, his roadster right, right, down right. and it came back looking all burned. I have so many issues with things that are happening here. I and you know Deb walking through the fireplace into It's like Harry Potter. It really is. I'm trying to think are these portals
0: or wormholes that they go into? I don't know. I don't know if I really understand the definition of a wormhole, but if 2109 really is communicating, see this, this is a, this is a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down because there's so, I could go down it, but I feel I would need some trulys in my system to do that. I'm not going to do that right now. So I know. All right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I'm leaning towards bullshit. I'm assuming you are as well.
1: Yeah, I am. I, I, um, I really am. I, I haven't a lot of issue with this. Um, okay. But let's move along, shall we? Okay, so Lucas, once the computer is moved, he finally writes this. <clears throat> Brother Ken, I am happy that we are by ourselves without 2109, for we have much so far unspoken to exchange. Your leams sits in my dark chimney where the leams Boist first appeared with brightness and the person who made it work is here with me.
0: Before I tell you what is the truth in my name, you must tell me what is your philosophy. I must be acquainted with your position because, my good friend, I think you know better than I do what might happen after this decision is
1: taken. Um. So, after <laughs> Ken agrees that it's safe, you can talk to me, whatever, Lucas said that the computer had been brought to him way back when by a man, a human man probably a man in black, who said it was very important. He then revealed, Lucas revealed that his true name was Thomas Howarden or Howarden, which, as it turns out, was actually traceable through documents. Thomas Howarden had attended Brazenose College and had been expelled for apparently not denying the Pope at one point in time. Oh, so okay. now we actually know that this guy that they're communicating with gives him his real name. He um, isn't named Lucas. His name is Thomas Howarden, and they have they were actually able to trace this guy's existence.
0: Okay.
1: Which right. they could have, again, faked, but I'm just
0: saying. <clears throat> no, for sure. For, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, for sure. The computer was in a new spot, but not immune to the poltergeist. It was rotated to face a different directions in a new spot. And at one point, the entire computer was moved to the bathroom. Keyboard, monitor, the whole thing. It's like the, the office in the bathroom, like on Saturday Night Live. Exactly.
1: And then the group found this written in chalk, Presumably from 2109. One more chance. Measure frequency by plus two energy. What else other than sound and light? What else indeed, Jen. I know. Ken and Deb felt that 2109 was preventing them from communicating conveniently with Lucas, and it was pissing them off. Ken wrote this. 2109. Forget
0: the fourth form, doom and gloom, and explain what you want as you are preventing us communicating with our friend. Of what harm is that? We love the fellow and he us. If you wish to help, please give your analysis of poltergeist phenomena. Being of your ability should be less moody when confronted with us simple types. A little open communication goes a long way when cooperation is the issue. You dig? Ken and depth.
1: Dig, you are mistaken. We do not speak any gloom and doom, but possibly you refer to the forces that you yourself have unleashed against our better judgment. It is correct for you to assume that the poltergeist phenomena is present in the communications, but we can say very little about this subject as only what you will know already for reasons surely evident to you three. You ass wipes. 2109 then went on to define in extremely boring detail, which I won't torture our listeners with. Um, he went on to define what poltergeist activity is for the group, which was super boring and didn't match the Scooby-Doo scenario we're going for.
0: Yeah, that's a little disappointing, Jen. I know. A couple of things happened right about now. First off, Ken asked Dave if he'd like to take another stab at sending 2109 some questions. The last time this was brought up, 2109 said Dave could ask one set of questions only and no more. Dave was still of the opinion that he needed to be allowed to ask several sets of questions in order to determine if a hoax was afoot. 2109 wasn't keen on that,
1: the other thing that happened was that twenty one oh nine found out something sinister. Ken, Deb, Peter, we have reason to believe you have Lucas Wainman's true name. If this is correct, you must say so, so that we may rectify the problem immediately. off. it is expected. Bf, Be beof, it is accepted. Beo. Hmm, I don't know what the fuck I'm spelling here because I'm living in my mom's basement and I forgot to turn on the hall light.
0: Before, right? I'm guessing
1: it's before. Before it is accepted. You may now continue to write write to Lucas to establish your responsibility to our experiments and toward a better understanding of time and its forces. Well... After some discussion,
0: Ken confessed to 2109 that they did indeed have Lucas's real name. Oh, if only you had listened. At present, you have two Lucases running around your house. If at any time the two are to meet, we cannot explain the devastation that will erupt within the time continuum. We must stop communication with Lucas one, but we cannot in- interfere with the other while we decide what can be done to rectify the problem. You must help by giving us every word uttered by Thomas Haywardine from the second you received his true name. You must also state how much every. Th- you must also state how much information you have on this man, everything word for word, avoid any other communication you may have with him. Desperation. Be quick. Twenty one oh nine, toot sweet,
1: toot sweet. I mean, what a psycho thing. Okay, so now apparently they've created two Lucas's through the time space continuum, which.
0: I mean, this is like the Flash storyline. It's crazy.
1: Someone is going to need a lot more plutonium for the flux capacitor, and I hope, I hope they all remember where they parked the DeLorean. So we can legit or bullshit one last time for today if you want to, but I think we both know what we're smelling here.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I don't think that we need to legit or bullshit anymore um, today because I think we're all on the same page with our bullshit meter, and it's going way, way, way to the left or to the right, wherever the red is and the alarm bells are going off. That's where it's at. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to leave you today. And next week will be the last, Mm -hmm. the final episode regarding this group of intrepid time travelers. Mm -hmm. Reach out to us, please, on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at Ichabodshouse at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, we always love hearing from you guys. You make every episode special. If you want a planner, we've got one left, please get in touch with us through Facebook Messenger or email us until next time. Remember Ichabod loves you carry a flashlight and always bring extra pants.